Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. And welcome back to today's show. This is episode number 64. So if you head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash 064, you'll get all the show notes for today's episode. And on today's show, please make welcome Marg Jolly, who's a great friend of mine, and she sells on Amazon and she lives in Geelong. So today, Marg shares her story about how she got started through Adam Hudson's Reliable Education course, one of many out there. And sadly, though, her first product that she sourced from China, it was a bundle. It didn't work out so great. And she quickly realized that in order to go to, I guess, the next level, she needed to seriously immerse herself in you know, Facebook groups and masterminds and meeting other local Amazon sellers. So courses are a great way to start, don't get me wrong, but uh, often masterminding, networking, and even one-on-one coaching can be a super effective way to really help you reach your financial goals You know, selling on Amazon. So Mark now sources from India, actually via supplier that she met in Hong Kong while she was on her way to the Canton Fair, if that makes sense. So she does share that story. And since that serendipitous meeting, that crossing of paths to find her new Indian supplier, she and her partner Kevin have got very, very close now. In fact, I think this year they're going to they're going to make their goal of making $100,000 in profit. That's not revenue. That's $100,000 in profit per year on Amazon. And I expect that maybe next year she'll have even loftier goals than, than that, the way that she's going at the moment. Now, I love Mark's story because it's real. Selling products on Amazon is often a grind. It is a grind. You need persistence. You've got to be tenacious. And it isn't an easy path to riches, as some might have you believe. So, I'm really enthusiastic and excited about um, this story that Mark shares with us today. So now listen, of course, as usual, if you do need some private coaching, if you'd like to you know, maybe book a time with me to chat privately and confidentially about your Amazon business or just your Amazon ideas or if you just even want to get started selling on Amazon, um, just shoot me a message. It's really easy. Just send me a message and an email over at chris at christhomas.com.au or you can book me for half an hour or so over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash chris. Now, the last thing I was going to mention here today was join me in India uh, in October for a week sourcing trip. And it's not just a sourcing trip. It's also, I would argue, a mastermind. Um, there's going to be lots of private coaching and even a trip to the Taj Mahal. Uh, we're staying now at the Shangri-La Hotel five-star accommodation it's just seriously, this is going to be the trip of a lifetime. So, um, and of course, there's a Delhi fair as well, which is why we're all going. Now, the dates are between the 14th and the 20th, uh, and as I said, you know, it's just going to be an extraordinary trip. So, please, please, please get in touch with me. And all you have to do to find out more about that trip, the itinerary, the pricing, all that fun stuff, just head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash India. All right, let's get on with today's show. But of course, here's a little bit of music to get the show on the road. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Australia Seller Podcast. And today I am delighted to welcome Marg Jolly from Geelong here in Victoria. Marg, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, please uh, introduce yourself and tell us how you got into selling on Amazon. Hi, Chris. Well, it's a pleasure to speak with you and uh, be um, a bit chuffed to be um, asked to even be important enough to come to your podcast because <laughs> yeah. you've done so many. It's great. Um, well, Thank look, you. Uh, I suppose Kevin and I started our Amazon journey uh, about two and a half years ago. We originally joined Reliable Education 
um, which look gave us the basic knowledge and all the tools to start us on this amazing journey, um, mm -hmm. which has been you know fantastic. But I suppose we we jumped in, did the course, and went right. We can do this. Um, so we were a bit naive, and we probably didn't do our product research as what we know we should have done now um, further mm -hmm. down the track. Um, but we started off with five products, being very brave. Um, we private labelled them. We trademarked them under our brand. Um, and we thought we were following the rules to find a product that sells. Um, we improved it. We differentiated it. We put it in a beautiful gift box. Um, but we probably overspent on all that. Um, we actually bundled together one of our products I'll share with you because we're no longer doing any of these products. Oh, that's very, very helpful. Thanks, Marg. I'm sure that sure the listeners would love, love to know. Yeah, because <laughs> often, often we sort of talk around in circles about, you know, various products and people are trying to talk around what they actually are. But it's great um, from time to time when someone comes on the show and actually shares exactly, you know, what, if what they're doing. someone wants to copy these, they're welcome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so what we did, we actually decided to bundle a few products that were all selling well on Amazon together mm -hmm. in, to, in the kitchen line, and one of them was stainless steel measuring cups that had little silicon handles and spoons that went with it, and then we put a whisk and a spatula, some tongs and a trivet mat all together, and we did this beautiful display box, so when you opened it, it all sat nicely in there and looked beautifully presented. Uh, so we actually ordered... Um, some of those and we did four other similar type bundles with different types of kitchen kitchen things that all went together um but what we found was it just probably didn't take off probably two from america in australia i think well we've tried them here and they didn't sell as well mm. but on amazon but i think people tend to not buy an upsell in the u.s where we thought Oh, if I can get all those things for an extra couple of bucks, I'll buy them. Um, but we found that didn't work. Right. Uh, so, you know, by the time we went live, we realised that also we underestimated the costs. I mean, we didn't think how much boxing, shipping, the launching, the storage, and my old favourite cash cow PPC was going to cost. Yep. Um, so, so what do you reckon your budget was actually to get started with this? these five products, these bundles or this bundle? Well... Can you remember? Well, the cost of this, this product, I think from memory, um, was about $6 from, from off the top of my head mm. for this one. Um, and then we did the box was about another dollar fifty, And then, you know, the shipping, I think, worked out to a couple of dollars. And, you know, mm. then you, we gave away, in those days, you could give away. So we gave away, you know, quite a few products. Uh, and then we put everything into Amazon because we didn't really know about sort of putting it into a 3PL. So, mm. um, we, you know, we paid a lot of storage over the time. So I think all those things, um, which now we would never do any of that, we know, you know, all the, the things that we shouldn't do. So once we sort of um, learnt all the lessons, we now don't, you know, don't do a lot of those things the way we did then. But what happened to us then, we found as soon as we were live on Amazon, um, you know, we had quickly some copycats, had similar bundles. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, our $30 price was, you know, down to, you know, $24.00. And then we just had to keep dropping our price because we had too much competition. So mm. um, we've now decided after we sold out, two of the products went quite well and we sold out. Um, but we just thought it's not worth to continue with such a low profit margin because, like, I like to sort of work smarter, not harder. Mm. And I just didn't see a point in, you know, selling things and, and making a dollar or two when we could make more money. So, um, 
you know. Yeah, and yep. I think it was hard because we found, like, it, when we started off, we formed a, a little mastermind here with some lovely ladies in Geelong. But, I mean, we were all new. We were all about the same stage. So we all sort of played, you know, through together. We all got products live, which, you know, in hindsight, it was a big achievement because there's thousands of people that join Amazon that never, ever get a product live. So I think, you know, from where we started and what we knew, we still did reasonably well. And I just look at it now is, you know, we didn't fail. We just learnt with those products. Yeah, look, I keep saying this to my students and when I'm coaching as well, it's like sometimes it's just a good idea just to get your first product through, even if it's a break-even, um, just to learn the process from one end to the other. So yeah, that's really, really great advice there. And what what was the, the what do you reckon the total budget was for your first product? Sort of overall, what do you reckon you're in for? Oh gee, whiz, that's probably a good question because by the time you <laughs> yeah you stop and you think about, um, you know, we did some photography, which once again we didn't know. Um, we just went to a local product photographer, but we've since learned that you really need someone who knows what Amazon requires to do the you know, she did mm. beautiful photography but she did beautiful photos. It wasn't the infographs. There wasn't it wasn't really photographed to sell on Amazon. Uh, I think mm-hmm. you've got to really realise that whatever you put up there is the main thing that's going to sell your product. So if people can't see the inside, the outside, what it looks from every angle, um, they you know, mm. they don't know what they're buying. And if it's not photographed well and showing all those things, they're just going to send it back when they get it because it's not as described as we all know. So um, yeah. I think, you know, we learned quite a few things, um, you know, in that. So, you know, by the time we've paid for all those, oh, I suppose, what was she, mm. out of 10? Yeah, it was, we were probably in for, well, I would I would say probably, you know, by the, with all we've paid with storage because it was in there because we didn't sell out really quickly and we probably ordered too much and put it into Amazon. We were there over Christmas with higher storage. Um, mm. Yeah, it was, it was probably around the $20 mark at least, I would say. Ouch, per yeah. unit. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. And if you're selling for 24 you cooked, right? You know, we had to trademark it. We had to all those costs, which really we've still got the brand. So those things, you know, it's, it's really hard to, you know, some of those things you are a one-off cost and, you know, all the, the things that you do the first time round. So a lot of that is is there now. We can use that brand. We've actually got no products at all left in that brand um, at the moment. We've just got it sitting there and we're heading off to India, as you know, joining you, Chris, to um, yes, yes. look for some more products um, to go with it. So uh, that'll we'll, we'll relaunch that brand with, with something new um, as soon as we find something, hopefully, when we're in India. Awesome. Yeah, well, let's, we'll talk about India a bit later, hopefully. Um, so I guess at this point then, just in the journey, you've you've got probably three options. One is that you can just sort of turn, you know, pull up stumps and say that's enough of the Amazon experience or the Amazon experiment, or you can pivot or you can persevere. It sounds like the persevere option wasn't an option at this stage, so you pivoted. Where did where did you go next? How did how did you sort of reload after after that first experience? I think we realised that we didn't know enough about selling on Amazon because, um, look, I remember Kevin and I quite clearly, our first shipment, two of our products went off, I think it was about the end of May or something, and we sat down and went, oh, God, let's have a drink to that. We've done it. We're live on Amazon. We've done it. It's all happened. How easy was that? Hello. You know, yep. then comes, the, you know, how do we rank, how do and you know, we didn't really, we wrote a beautiful listing and this gorgeous headline that had, you know, beautiful and fabulous and all these words that aren't keywords in a people search room, mm. you know, how many thousand products are they going to find? So we, you know, we just didn't have the experience and 
it's everyone will be the same and until you get into it and start selling on Amazon you don't realize how important your headline your keywords and all those things are because we just sort of thought we'd put it up there and everyone would just find it we didn't really think enough about that the headline we had describing how beautiful our product was wasn't really going it would sell it once the people found it mm. but how are they going to get there it's so hard to get to that page to find your product in the first mm. place so yeah we started looking for you know ways to um to learn more so look we started joining into several you know overseas forums and podcasts and just listening um you know to stop reading my books and started you know listening to podcasts of a night and things like that um look we actually stumbled across the lovely calliope who we all yes, probably yes. know on this podcast and look she set us straight with quite a, a few things and especially kevin her and um Kev got on quite well. They have a few banters. Um, but, look, you know, we now still listen to a lot of these um, groups, but we've sort of sorted out, I suppose, the marketing gurus who are just there to, you know, make more money and those who really want to share their knowledge and tips. So we stick with those few people now. Um, like this, And there's a few more groups setting up, like you've got your podcast going. So there's always more information. Two and a half years ago, a lot of this wasn't around. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more readily available now that people can get some information that they can you know learn a a little bit easier I mean we were probably fairly new I think we were you know in the first sort of batch of reliable students and there there weren't a lot of other sort of information that we could find readily available you know to help us through the way yes well look we then I think um after you know sort of listening and, and finding sort of some good information we started like to just network with other successful sellers look around Oz overseas um you know and we formed you know some great bonds with many of these people um because Amazon can be a a lonely road I think if you are just home working from home and doing your Amazon um it's not so bad if you've got a full-time job but um You've got nobody, I find our friends don't know when we talk about, we go out for dinner and we say PPC and FBA, they mm. all just like, we've got two heads, what are you talking about? Um, so we've sort of found that we've surrounded ourselves a lot more with a lot of Amazon-type yep. people. Um, look, we're so grateful. We've met you know, Natalia and Peter Thompson and Michelle and Darren Beecham, and look, we spend many, many weekends socialising with them, but, you know, always the conversation sure. turns around to Amazon. Um, and it's great, it's great to have them, you know, when something goes pear-shaped, which, you know, it always does with something along the way, whether it be us or one of them, we can just ring each other and say, what do you think? Can you help me? What should I do? Um, or even if you're just feeling a bit down because something's not going or you say, how are your sales today? Mine aren't doing well. It's good to have that yeah. um, bit of, Community. you know, back up and sort of keep, it can bring you out of feeling, I can't, I'm over this today. I've had enough. I don't want to deal with Amazon today. Um you know they can just help you out so I think that that's really important um that you do don't just sort of sit at home and try and do this on your own because you make so many mistakes as well because one of us might read something about something that's important and we'll tend to now just say hey did you read this um so it helps each other along the way as well uh you know and I mean Johnny who we picked up after mm, your podcast because right. he was from Geelong we you know quite a lot as well um you know we've got you know, we just reach out. If we hear somebody speaking somewhere and we think, oh, you know, they sound great, we reach out to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to get out of your comfort zone and, you know, put yourself out there a little bit more, I think. Um, yeah, for sure. Some people are a little bit shy 
Um, but we get a lot of people PMing us now saying, you know, can we join your mastermind? And we go, well, mm. probably not because, you know, we don't want 100 people in our mastermind. But um, I think, you know, you do need to find, and if you don't do that, if you don't reach out and try and find mm. people, um, you're just going to be on your own and you probably won't do as well because you just it's hard to keep on top of all the changes mm. and everything that's happening. Excellent advice there. Yeah. I do agree that you totally need a community and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to set up the podcast in the Facebook group. So if you want to join the Facebook group, just head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook. Uh, now, the other thing that, um, that you did just sort of moving on here was that you decided to start sourcing not from China anymore but from India. Is that right? Well, what happened is we were actually heading to the Canton Fair um, and on our way we decided to have a few days in Hong Kong and discovered the Mega Fair was on there, um, which was the luckiest day of our lives because we walked into the uh, Mega Fair and found our Indian supplier. Um, and like I was like a kid in a candy store. It had the most fabulous store and the products. I, look, I could have bought one of everything. I was just out of control going, I don't know what to have, I don't know what to have. So we spent sort of three days going in back and forwards from his stall um, and, you know, it finally decided on a couple of his products. Obviously a lot of the products um, aren't suitable for Amazon. We had to go, you know, back to the hotel and do a lot of research because um, some of the products are beautiful but you've got to think, is it going to sell? Is there a demand yeah. for it in the US? So it's it's not... You've got to sort of pick something, I think, um, and it's probably a lot of the Indian products are beautiful and very colourful, but you've got to think, are they on the Amazon site already? Because it's no good putting something that's totally not in the um, US homes. Mm. And my life now is most nights I put my TV on when I go to bed and watch all the home shows in America and study the decor and study what they've got or what, how they speak. And we just you, you pick up words um, just by watching all that. Mm. So I've become trying. It's easier if you live in America to know what the Americans want. Um, but when we live over here, we don't really know what they serve their food in if they do their, you know, shrimp part. You know, they live differently to we do. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a little bit, um, I think, harder for us to pick products that, go, you know, that are going to be successful when we don't actually live there yeah so i think it's a little bit of a, a bit of a disadvantage for us sure, sure. Being but here you are you're in hong kong you're at the indian trade show man stand and by the way um hong kong is actually an awesome place you know if you go to the hong kong tdc or the global sources uh fair there together with the mega show um there are often different uh, suppliers there from many, many different countries. And I remember uh, HKTDC actually had like a whole area dedicated to Taiwanese products. And um, I spent a bit of time there and actually sourced a dog fetching machine of all things. Um, this is going back about three or four years ago now. So it's it's amazing, um, yeah, the variety. It's not just Chinese uh, suppliers, I suppose, in Hong Kong at these fairs. Um, you've got people coming in from everywhere. So, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that you're able to find someone from India or a supplier from India and, yeah, and no. really get started on that journey there. So did you, so you've done your research in your hotel room um, and I'm assuming then that you would just be racing straight back to the, uh, to the supplier, the Indian supplier, and saying, you know, we're interested in um, maybe, did you get samples from directly from him that day or did you? Uh, well, yeah, he actually, they were family. It's, it's a family. Um, they, they're quite, um, they have a big 
um, business. They're not just a little, um, you know, two-man business. They've got quite a few factories, but and they actually go to the Frankfurt Fair and, and you know, so they're used to exporting and, and, and making products for the export market. So um, we weren't just dealing with, you know, a really small supplier. Uh, but we just, like, well, I couldn't decide what I wanted. Then I, I fell in love with one particular look because they they just had so much and then it was oh, which you know what do I want on this and then they had in in the look we chose there was probably 40 different things we could you know products that we could go so we had to sort of sift through and we went back to them and said look we think we want this this and this can we have some samples mm -hmm. so he said look come back um on the last day of the show and we'll give you um some of the samples of what is what you want here and the rest will ship you over um and look they have been we have never paid for one sample all our finished products come to us a box of them and we actually at that point had eight products so we would just get a shipment to our door of all these products never charge wow. for sample shipping or anything it's just been like you know when we were dealing with china you know you want one pair of tongs and they you know want a hundred dollars for the ship it right. over to you so um and it all adds up it all comes out of your bottom line so you know we probably spent five hundred dollars on samples in china just you know with our cheap products where we and look we've even said to him oh do you reckon you could make this and i only have to mention something and describe it and within two weeks i've got a box at my door and he's gone and made a prototype of something yeah. for me um just phenomenal and I don't know whether we, we keep saying maybe we've just been blessed with these people and not everyone's the same, but I can't imagine just, you know, there's just one person that is this fantastic. I'd say that's how the Indians do business um, <laughs> along the way. So, yeah, so, so we ended up going. I was just going to ask, have you actually um, been to India since? No, we, go, we were going in May and we put it off and now we're actually we're going to our factory for three days before um we start the um yeah before the sourcing. fair yeah that's yeah, awesome so, we'll be um, talking about that yeah. shortly yeah yeah and look they've been fantastic we sort of said we're coming over and he said right give me your flight details my private vehicle will pick you up and i mean they're four hours away from the airport so it's not that it's around the corner told us where to stay, you've got to come to our home for dinner and, um, you know, we'll take you back to Delhi when you need to go back. Like it's just unbelievable. Yeah, you know, incredible hospitality. I'm assuming. Yeah. And the other thing too in my experience is that when you're working with uh, suppliers over a long period of time, they actually start to share a lot of the upcoming products that they're working on and you kind of get first dibs at, you know, sourcing a product that's perhaps never been on Amazon before. So, yeah, relationships are just so important in our game of, you know, being, a, I guess, a wholesaler or a retailer on Amazon. So, yeah. Yes, no, well, they've sent us, you know, some, well, every probably couple of months he'll send us, oh, we've, you know, we've done this, what do you think? Or he'll say to me, one of our, we actually introduced one more product and we said, can you actually do this for us? We'd like to do this and this. Mm -hmm. And within two weeks, they designed what we wanted and we said we want to package it like this. And, like, we actually use them now. They do all our um, packaging. They make the packaging. We originally gave them our original dye lines and artwork mm. um, that I had done in the States. And now it's we don't, if we want to change a box size, they just adapt it with their printer. Um, they do our shipping. We don't have to worry. We basically give them an order and they say, right, it'll be ready on this date. And they've never let me down yet. It's always ready the day that they say um and we don't even well this time i actually sent them a message about six weeks ago and said oh at the end of june i'm going to give you another order mm -hmm. and he came back what do you think you're going to order and i just did a rough 
border, this is about so you can work out your production. You come back to me, Marg, it's all in production. I don't want to be late with you. our order. I started it for you now. You can add to it as you go. Brilliant. And we, we haven't paid any money. So What category you know, are, are these products in? Are they in the kitchen and dining uh, or is it fabric in, or what no, materials? No, we're in homewares, right. in, 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 in sort of home mm-hmm. homeware um, type um, sort of products. Okay. And they're all... They're all in different niches. It's just it's a, a material that it's one look, yeah. and they're in, like so they're not all in the same niche. So, um, but they cross sell, and that's what something that we found has been a real godsend mm. to us because we have people who buy our whole eight or nine products. Oh, is it as a complete we, set? I suppose of, of the same style. Set because yeah, so you know it'd go in. You know, you could use it around your room and in you know at a party mm-hmm. or something. You could use all our products. Um, into into sort of link um, some of them more than others. So we quite often would get every week we would sell two and three of the of the products mm. together as a, as a sale, um, and we cross advertise now as well. So we sort of put on the bottom, you know, look for our other matching to match this product and things like that. So it's been um, really good having that. And we find, and I suppose now, so we don't have to buy ten thousand or even a thousand of anything. We can buy. 200 I can buy as low as 50 right. of a particular yeah, item. Yeah. So we, we just keep our stock topped up and that's what happens. Like I've just sent a message through about a week ago after that order because a couple of the products that weren't selling as well have gone really a lot busier. So I've said, oh, can you just add another 60 to top me up till my next order? So, And that's fine. So I'm finding whereas in China, I mean, if you didn't order a thousand, you could they'd give you five hundred, but you needed a thousand boxes. Well, you know what am I going to do with my other five hundred exactly. boxes? Um, whereas this way, it, it's a lot um, because it's all hand. All our products are all right. handmade, um, which is probably you know it's the reason why. So it's not that they've got to set up a machine to produce uh, so, a thousand. Yeah. It's a lot more flexible, yeah. So, so what about the actual? I mean, there's a couple. Of, I want to unpack a little bit what around India then. So you're you're getting things made handmade. What about things like packaging and also the shipping from India to um, to America to FBA? Uh, is that happening by sea or by air? So let's start with yeah. Oh, let's start with the packaging. Far too heavy. Like we have some of our bigger shipments are like 16 cubic meters and stuff right. like that. So um, our smallest one is usually about four cubic meters. So um, it's far too expensive to go in by air. You know, even to to get something live, the cost of it because it's quite. They're all quite heavy. Uh, so we um, sort of boxing wise. Look, we just. Our supplier had never um, sold on Amazon, had a client right. who sold on Amazon before. So that was the only thing. I mean, he sort of exported, obviously, to Europe and everywhere else but in and to America, but he didn't know, like, the Amazon. So we just had to, you know, give them the box, yeah, yeah. What, what, what is needed on a carton to go into Amazon, the sizes of the cartons that are allowed. Um, and just really that was – and putting the right That's labels right. on yeah. the boxes for Amazon, that type of thing. That was the only – sort of training, I suppose, we have to do them. Once we went through it with him, they've got it down pat mm. now and we don't have to, um, you know, worry. And we're actually doing transparency and we ring him up and say, oh, can we actually get you to do these codes? Will your printer be able to do them and try to explain it? He goes, send me the files. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. Like nothing, it's always nothing's a pleasure, you know, it's all a pleasure mark, nothing's an issue, whatever you want, we'll do for you, which, I mean, mm. and because they speak our language, we don't have a problem understanding mm-hmm. him. Um, whereas you're dealing in the Chinese, it's very hard to communicate. Can be sometimes, yeah. Uh, what you want, 
So why, interesting, I just want to touch on transparency. There's Actually, I've got two questions here The because I've written these down as I go here. But the first one was um, how long does it take from, uh, from you know, when a, a production run has been finished to the point that it arrives by, after it's been shipped by sea to an Amazon warehouse in the US? What's that sort of time frame look like? Um, it's a bit of a story. It depends. You need to really go. We learned um, by mistake that you need to go into the east coast, not the west coast. If you go into the west coast, it goes via Korea. Okay. And we had a bit of an issue last year where ours went via Korea and got left on the wharf for three weeks and, you know, all sorts of things. So it took us about eight weeks of shipping time, yeah. um, which if we go into the east coast, it's – about 20 days or something. That's so, good. That's about um, almost the same yeah. as China. Shipping, shipping by sea, yeah, it's not much difference, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, we're, our factory is quite away from Narvashiva port, so it does take probably about five days from, from when it leaves our factory to when it leaves okay. the port. That's pretty standard um, too, yeah. Yeah, well, we're, and we're a fair way, like we're at one end of India compared to where the port that that actually goes. Um, well, you've also got to book, you know, the freight forwarders need to book the ship as well, you know, like the ships don't go every five minutes. They're not like aircraft. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. Sometimes so they you, take... Yeah, it just depends how, you know, how you time it. But, yeah, so we're finding that that's not a problem. But what we've done now, and last year we sort of got caught out the first time because Amazon, we, our very first shipment, Amazon, because we thought, oh, India, Amazon's going to send us the right way, and we, we went into Joliet, which was just out of New York. That's so right. that was easy. It went through like a breeze. So the next one, we, I suppose, a bit blindly just did our shipping plan and they went, oh, LA. And we're going, Uh-oh. oh, God. But we didn't know at that point how much longer it was going to take, that we didn't realise that you can get stuck on the port in Korea. Mm. Um, well, why don't, why don't right, we just talk right. about that real quick? Because um, just for folks that, that perhaps are new to Amazon, when you tell Amazon that you're going to be shipping products, you have to create a shipping plan. And uh, sometimes the shipping plan, uh, well, in fact, almost always uh, the shipping plans, Amazon will tell you which fulfillment warehouse they want you to send your inventory to. And it's not always the same one. And sometimes it's not the closest one to where your manufacturing is and it can get quite expensive. There is a way around it, but it's quite can be expensive, which is to do a managed placement, I think it's called, where you actually pay extra to determine which warehouse you want to ship your inventory to, but you need to crunch the numbers on that. And Amazon uh, is not particularly transparent. It's very difficult to figure out how much that's going to cost to <laughs> to send directly to an individual warehouse. Uh, and you usually get the bill later after they've already done it. And then you sort of, that's when you get a bit of a shock. Um, anyway, and then the other thing I wanted to quickly talk to you about or ask you questions about was just around the transparency program because very, very few folks that I know are actually involved with that program. And I might just try and describe what it is. And if I get this wrong, can you um, just correct me? But right. as I understand it, these are serialized barcodes that Amazon sends or gives to you as a manufacturer or you can download. And what it does is it prevents counterfeiters from selling on your listings. It's not a way of, it's not specifically designed to prevent hijacking, although that that's why some people use it. But what it does is it, it reduces the impact of counterfeit products uh, on Amazon because when Amazon receives your inventory, if they don't have the right codes that have been allocated or these right barcodes with the serial numbers that have been allocated to that particular production batch, then those products will be rejected by Amazon because it's likely that they're counterfeit, right? Is that a fair way That's to describe right. it? Yeah. That is. And then look, there's also an app that seller 
uh, not a seller, oh, sorry, a purchaser, um, actually can download and they can check if they've got an authentic product or not. Awesome. Um, I didn't know that. So, mm. you know, I mean, I don't think Amazon have actually advertised that yet, but I think it might help where people ring up and say, I think my product's not authentic. Uh-huh. And, you know, you can be closed down very quickly for that, yep. whereas now um, it's quite simply if we've got the code on, scan that, please, send us a copy of the scan and yep. they'll know straight away. So it's kind um, of a way so- of checking providence, right? It's almost like, I mean, a lot of, lot of winemakers are doing this now. Uh, you know, just with anything that they're exporting into China. So they're, they're creating these serialised barcodes and things that they're putting on their wine bottles. So it's just a similar sort of program that's been extended out to Amazon. Well, I think it'll be probably worldwide on goods as time yeah. goes on. I think yeah. it's just, uh, and look, it's, I think it works out to about two cents a product or something. for mm, the, mm. Yeah, it's, it's next so, to nothing. Yeah, absolutely, so for, for that peace of mind and insurance. Yeah, and it's actually part of, they have that other, um, what's the other thing called? Yeah. Project Zero. Oh, and that's this right. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's this right. Is, this, is, this is one of the steps you can mm. opt into the whole Project Zero mm. or you can just do um, the transparency. So um, we're in the process. We've got to do the rest of the Project Zero as well. But, um, yeah, look, we thought, well, we don't have a lot of problems with counterfeiting and ours isn't something that they can just pick up off the shelf. They really would have to go to a fair bit of trouble to get our products made and our boxes. So... But we just figured it's good to have that experience. extra bit of technology, yeah. you know, for two cents. I mm. mean, you know, I, I do one click on a PPC and I've spent more than my two cents. <laughs> oh, yeah, so no, I, no, it's nothing. Uh, you know, you've got to look at it, you know, in to me you think somebody said, oh, but two cents, and I think, yeah, but how many people, I can't control how many clicks on my PPC might happen today. Mm, that's might right. Be 10 and it might be 30. Mm. So what's two cents out of all that in, you know, in the big wash-up? That's up right. Of Speaking of the big wash-up, what do your numbers look like today? Um, well, look, what it's hard, this is a bit hard to explain because we don't have to sell a lot of our products aren't low margin, uh, low price there, but they're high margin. So sure. we sell between 40 and 70 five dollars roughly for our products um so we to achieve and our my goal is each year i want to end up with hundred thousand dollars for me after all my costs of amazon as a, as a an income from, for doing this i mean if we make more it's a bonus but i'm happy with that um as a as a starting point to you know and we can build up and we've got something to sell in two or three years time if we can sell that that is all nice. So really, we only, and um, people laugh at me, and uh, Darren Beach, and when you hear this, he will laugh. <laughs> I say, yeah. I really only want to sell about 12 products every day. I'm happy if I only sell 12 products every day. Mm-hmm. Because that's, we're, we're selling 12 products a day, and then we're selling triple that in December, because mm-hmm. ours gift type things we sell a lot as gifts. Um, that would give us 100,000, sort of roughly, you know, Australian dollars net. That's brilliant, so, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, so people sort of, I think, think to make good money, you have to sell thousands and thousands and thousands. But if you get the products with the better margin, um, that you know, and I think maybe a lot of people just have one product. I'd prefer to have four different ones. That if one doesn't work, the other one might, and just have smaller quality quantities. Whereas yes. if you go. India, you can pick four products. They might be related, they might not, and you might get three that work and one that doesn't. But if you pick one product mm. and go big into it and it doesn't work, you've got nothing. Yeah, um, that's right. But that's that's how I feel about it. Um, mm. But everyone's on a different page. Everyone wants to 
you know, have a different idea of how much they want to make out of all this or, you know, mm. I mean. Different goals, we, absolutely. Happy, you know, to, to have, you know, a nice income and enjoy the life because we love the lifestyle, we love, you know, the friendships, mm. the whole thing. So that's, you know, pro- that's where we're at with it all. But, um, you know, we might go and look. The funny thing is if we sell an extra two a day, um, that's a hell of a lot more profit at the end of the year. So if we can just get it to a point and then you can increase your sales by two or maybe introduce one more product um, once again. Yep. It's, you know, it's, it's an easy way. I mean, if we if we added, you know, another two sales a day, that's probably, you know, ten or $15,000 extra profit. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. just just by, yeah. You know, because all your overheads yeah. aren't going to change. No, that's right. Um, no, your fixed costs you know, so, you know, tend to stay the same. It doesn't sort of change. So, yeah, so that's how, you know, I look at it, mm. but, not it's not everyone's cup of tea. Other people just want to have you know more and more products mm. and more and more money. Um, so it's it's you know what what yep. do you choose and what part you want to you want to head down. You want to take absolutely. Both of us now have had uh, webinars with Megla. Speaking of India and uh, sourcing. And the India trip is actually coming up fast. It's between the fourteenth and the twentieth of October this year, and uh, it is an extraordinary. Uh, what would you call it? An agenda <laughs> itinerary, I think, is the word I'm looking for. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, you it's, know, so yeah, it's a program. That's right. So yeah. it actually sort of starts on the 14th when you sort of fly in with a with a welcome dinner, and then uh, the next day is basically uh, a whole bunch of, um, I guess, training and and um, you know some of the coaches that are going to be on the trip, yourself included, myself, um, and several others are going to be there, uh, and then the the actual. Uh, event actually starts i think on the 16th isn't doesn't it for and it lasts for about three or four days um on the mm. yeah because we get there sunday monday is the day of yeah i suppose you'd call it almost masterminding with, um, that's right and mm. then i think it's yeah, three days that's right with there. a trip also to the taj mahal and the bit that I'm also super excited about is the fact that uh um, included in the ticket price is uh is it you know, we're staying at the Shangri-La Hotel, which is amazing as well. So um, really all you've got to do is just uh, pay for your ticket and then just, you know, get on an aircraft and get over to New Delhi. And, um, you know, it's just going to be an absolutely amazing experience and an amazing trip. I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to uh, catch up with you again and hang out with you for, for a week. It's going to be marvellous. Yes, no, I mean, it's going to be great because, I mean, she's got some great, um, you know, people attending like you know cj it's going to be just fantastic just with so much information yeah yeah um, being handed out on that um few days and i think having um not just going to the fair but being able to go back and discuss what we found at the fair and have masterminds in the morning before we go and i think all those things like we did canton on our own and okay you go back and you know it's a little bit harder to you know just look at it you know, but if you've got other people to talk about and you know share with and get ideas from, I think it'll just so be do fantastic. I. In fact, I think um, Megla's insisting that everybody signs an NDA, so what happens on the trip stays on the trip. And uh, yes, yeah, so I reckon it's just going to be the trip of a lifetime, actually. And I encourage everybody to um, you know to to get in touch with Megla, and uh, and you can do that. Uh, oh, well, actually, what I'll do is I'll put it into the show notes. Um, and in fact, if you go to the australianseller.com forward slash India, uh, I think I've got some information there as well about that trip or, or indeed it um, out to the webinar as well. I'll probably just change that redirect there and, um, and include some more info about it. So, uh, yeah, Marg, um, thank you so much for coming on the show. How do we get in contact with you? Um, well, look, probably just 
PM me through Messenger, it might be the easiest, or I can give you um, an email I should put up if you want to, Chris, if people want to sure. contact me um, by email or just PM me through Messenger, whatever, um, you know. Sounds fantastic. I'm sure there's plenty of people who would love to get in touch with you and learn more about your story and perhaps even ask you for some advice. And so if you do want to find Margaret's contact details and trip information about India, just head over to the AustralianSeller.com forward slash 064. That's today's episode 64. And uh, thanks again, Mark, for coming on the Australian Seller Podcast. Thank you very much, Chris. Can't wait to have an Indian dinner with you. <laughs> Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.